brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. Let's discuss the first episode of What If, the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney+. I watched it in two sittings. I watched half of it on my lunch break, and I watched the other half after work. And I gotta say, I'm not impressed. I, like The animation's great, but I have quite a few issues with this. Number one, the cons- well, first of all, the entire thing is kind of framed like... Uh, if you've read Tales from the Dark Multiverse from DC Comics, and I know Marvel's done what if forever, but like... Um, Tales from the Dark Multiverse was a more recent DC thing that kind of feels very similar, where it's like one decision happens and then everything kind of cascades from there. And anytime you do one of these stories where it's like we're going to take one something you know, change one part of it, and then show the cascading series of events that happen as a result, um, it's best to make sure that everyone still kind of acts in character the way they would if they were in the situation. When I read Tales from the Dark Multiverse, like, when someone does something and it continues down this path, you can see why it's happening the way it is and everyone kind of acts the same. Um, here, here we have an issue where not only does no one act the same, but everyone seems kind of, kind of like they're written for an animated TV show. I'm sorry, but that's the only way I can really do it, where it's like, you know, it's kind of like this feeling that we can't take this seriously because it's animated. But at the same time, it's like, well, you know, you kind of have to because it's supposed to be in line with everything else. Especially as we hear more and more about how they want Captain Carter to come to the movies and they want, like, you know, other characters like that to, you know, transition to live action. You gotta you, you gotta take it seriously somewhat. And having characters making dumb one-liners and stuff, while not out of Marvel's, you know, wheelhouse to do that... It's out of character for some of the characters who are doing it, and it feels kind of weird. Like, you know, there, there have been jokes and stuff in, in, in Marvel movies before, but, like, you didn't have this, like, quippiness where it's like, you know, punch, joke, punch, joke, punch, joke. Like, it, it, and most of them don't land. Um, and then on top of it, too, I have a an issue whenever they do something like this where it's like, we're going to go out of our way to show you what happened in this world where something different happened. And, again... When they show you in this what happened that's different, they show you a inciting incident that's that's different that leads down this new timeline. Number one, it's like it makes no sense to me that like 
this going on, and then, okay, so they steal the Tesseract. So, how was Hydra developing this interdimensional weapon without the Tesseract in, in, in their disposal? Because the Tesseract was being used to, to, to uh, fuel the Hydra Stomper. Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, how were they still creating this thing? Like, what, what basis is there that there is a Hydra monster? Now, this isn't the first time it's been introduced in, in the modern era of, you know, Marvel, where it's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did something similar in Season 3. When they introduced the concept where, like, there was the monolith that would take you to the the planet where Hive was, that was, you know, that was a, a thing that they kind of introduced there. The idea that Hydra has this kind of monster that, you know, is kind of like their namesake. Like, I can see that being this this thing, but like, I I don't understand. And I'm not one to usually complain about, you know, the girl power stuff and like, you know feminism and inequality because like I'm I'm for it but this feels the 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 way that agent carter gets treated throughout this entire thing feels out of continuity with everything else we know about agent carter as a person and how she's treated over the course of you know everything up until this point like we know how she's been treated in the past she even makes her way up to director and it's like you know, the, the utter dismissal that people have towards her in the beginning and, and all of that, it's kind of like, well, this just feels kind of like, you know, you're doing this on purpose to make a point, even though it's not in continuity with what we've had in the past for how she was treated. Um, and it, it, it kind of stood out. Um, I, I just, it just kind of feels kind of strange. Um, I mean, the animation is great. But, like, you can you can make the most beautifully animated thing on the planet, but if the story's not good, I'm not going to give a fuck. Like, visually, it's great, but that's not enough to carry a show. Um, and again, the what-if twist is cool, and it's like they could have done more with that to see, okay, how does Hydra keep up with this? And th there were other opportunities to kind of, you know, do that, where it's like the Tesseract, you know, at one point, they're doing the train scene from the movie where, where Bucky ends up getting abducted by Hydra, um... That would have been a cool opportunity to have Steve become the Winter Soldier in a future episode. Like, if each one of these is going to be following a movie, and it's going to be telling a story of a movie, and it's going to be slightly different, to the point where we get two, you know, movies, and it's slightly different Avengers, and slightly different team-ups, where at the end of this, it's like Hawkeye's there with Nick Fury, because they open up the portal the way they open it up in the Avengers, and instead of Loki stepping out, it's, um, it's, uh, Agent Carter. Which now I'm wondering what's going to happen in Thor that's going to lead to that being different. How is that going to lead to a different series of events in the Avengers? Um, like, there's a whole cascading thing. And I think a cool thing they could have done would have been let Steve, quote-unquote, die there. Instead of having him come back. Have Bucky go into the suit, maybe. Because the suit's indestructible. But, you know, if Steve's missing, then that could have been cool. He could have come back as, you know, the Winter Soldier in that timeline. Or better yet, he could have come back as, you know, Crimson Dynamo since he's in a suit already. And it's like, you know, the this is what they're doing. This is what they're going to be creating. They want to do something different. There, There's so many opportunities, like, there's so many missed opportunities in this show. I feel like that's where we really get this issue where nothing really quite meshes properly to the point where I, I like, if I wasn't already invested in this and the fact that I feel like I'm going to need to watch this show to understand Doctor Strange... Really, I wouldn't be watching it, and I feel I felt the same way after the first few episodes of uh, WandaVision, 
And, and that's not a good thing. You, you shouldn't be sacrificing quality because you, people are already invested because that's how you end up losing people. Because once you have one where it's like, okay, well, I didn't really need to watch this. Now the next time something comes out, it's like, well, do I really need to watch this? It's like, well, no, not really. And there are so many things that could have gone differently and, and been done better that I, I feel like this episode wasn't wasn't a, a strong start. Um, so we'll see next week what they do. Hopefully it's an improvement. I'm not going to keep my hopes up, but we'll see from there. Um, so... We have another episode going up. I don't know which is going first uh, for you to listen to, this or Coda. I have a Coda review going up this weekend. We have Free Guy. Might have another movie this weekend. Who knows? Uh, But we'll be back with that later this week. Until then, have a great rest of your week. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.